Alex, you are the ready? Yep, we're rolling. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of June 21st, 2017. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So, as, as you all may have noticed, the last night comes out this week. Uh, oh. as, as you may have noticed from everything, everywhere, I mean, the, the marketing, it, it's at peak marketing right now. It's a ridiculous level. Yes, you can't swing a cat around a room without hitting a Transformers ad. Yeah, can't swing a cat around a Kroger without hitting something Transformers branded. Uh, including, I am, I am personally fairly disappointed that there are none of the, uh, the women's chick razors with Transformers theme, but I suppose razors are only so actually gendered in practice. So. <laughs> Uh, so that might be uh, a fun thing to pick up, but I've seen those with uh, little, like, I guess, cases like a toothbrush, travel toothbrush thing you might get, but with, like, little Autobot or Decepticon symbol on it. Uh, there is a big ol' ad on Redbox saying that if you get Age of Extinction, uh, you There's can a cream get- for that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, you can get uh, a five dollar off coupon for the the last night. Uh, and actually, uh, yesterday, and we're recording this on Monday, but yesterday uh, I was going through channels and saw that Telemundo was showing Age of Extinction, and it makes about as much sense in a language I don't actually understand. So, <laughs> and had that on while I was moving. So they're they're getting all ramped up. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of, man, a lot of just random stuff. Uh, I've heard there are actually a lot of different, uh, ways that you can get discounts on the movie. So I'm sure that's very exciting for people who want to not have to actually pay to see that. I have heard rumors that I'm getting a $4 ticket from T-Mobile tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, I, that is, uh, that's pretty good. I might have to look into that. Uh, but yeah, there is lots of exciting stuff like that. Uh, this week, I believe actually on, on the 21st, uh, the Transformers Twitter account is running a Q&A with Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins. I, I love that the press tour for this has just been actors shitting all over the series. <laughs> are they at least saying this one is good, or are they just like, all of these are terrible? Well, Marky Mark has announced that this is his last one. He's stepping down to spend more time with the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically because he spent six months getting in shape for this movie, and then they gave him a haircut he hated. Aw, uh, well, <laughs> it's a pretty dumb haircut. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's... Good job. I mean, to be fair, he's playing the kind of guy who probably gives himself haircuts. So, you know. And Anthony Hopkins is just teetering on the precipice of quoting Michael Caine about Jaws. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking that exactly, too. I was going to say, I'm going to be sad if Anthony Hopkins is in this, but is not in some way in Thor Ragnarok, because... 
come on, that's gotta be way better than this. Because uh, he was all like, oh, I don't want to make any more of those movies, because, I don't know, I'm Anthony Hopkins. But well, apparently... no, that makes perfect sense to me. Why? He doesn't want to show up to set wearing a weird costume and standing in front of a green screen all day. <laughs> Michael Bay flies him cool places. That's fair. And if he's... I, I guess that's not so much in front of a green screen. It's it's more interacting with things that are going to be added in later. Like Cogman. <laughs> Cogman. Uh, so... Yeah, apparently, isn't there, like, a trailer now with, with Cogman punching Marky Mark or something? There is, and also, like, just trivializing Crosswire. Ah, oh, that's not very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there. That's the thing, is I haven't even been able to keep up with the trailers because, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of moving and have other things on my mind and that's just kind of I'm gonna see it in a few days anyway. Yeah, uh, and there's so many slightly be... different trailers and then there's some trailers online that are the new trailer and then somebody just glues on the old trailers so it's like a seven minute long series of trailers. It's just hard to keep up with it all. Yeah. It's like watching two minutes so you can get ten seconds of new footage and that's yeah. that's okay. I'll I'll wait. Uh so yeah, go to your local Walmart or Target or grocery store or drugstore chain of your choice. I guess Really just engage in capitalism in any form of your choosing. Yeah. Go to any have, store. Uh, do they have any fast food tie ins yet? Uh oh, I haven't noticed any, but I guess I don't go to the fast food. Yeah, I mean, I have the TV on in the background a good bit. That's usually, you know, local broadcast TV, but I am in a large market. Uh, so you would think that would pop up. But yeah, I haven't noticed any fast food tie-ins. No, uh, they had some, like, Decepticon Burger King thing before one time, didn't they? That's That's... I I don't know because my my local Burger King is so bad that it's, it's literally a meme on the city subreddit. Uh, Dark of the Moon got a uh, Burger King promotion. Nice, nice. Uh, sadly, we do not seem to have any, and that would be fine because where I'm moving, there is a Burger King that apparently will actually serve you food that you ordered. Uh, so I could could uh take advantage of it there, but alas, I guess we don't get any. I guess they're too busy with the Guardians of the Galaxy blizzards at Dairy Queen. Uh, But anything else, you know, if you need razors, if you need, I'm sure, candy and potato chips and everything else, you can can get that. Uh, So, yeah, that's definitely a thing that's coming out this week. Uh, We will be recording an episode about it, uh, I believe, for the Patreon, right? That's our intent. Definitely Yay! for the pay. You have to give us at least a little bit of money <laughs> to see this movie, even though I think I'm about due for a free ticket from my Regal card. Yes, you, you have to pay us to watch. I will be honest, if I did not need to watch this movie for professional reasons, both for this and because I'm sure people are going to expect me to write about it, uh, I would probably wait for it to come out on video or something. Yeah, uh, or, I mean, 
I I liked the last one more than the two before that, but I was thinking about skipping this one. Come out on video because I'm old. <laughs> that dated me. Oh. Uh, Sonic is doing a foil sticker pack. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Put put those on my bullet journal. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of neat. Uh, so yeah, that's maybe worth, uh, driving my giant U-Haul up through a Sonic next week and get some stickers. Yeah, get a freeze. Yeah. Oh, they do have very, very good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Sonic is doing a thing. Someone had to come through on the fast food tie-ins. Uh, so, so yeah, that's... I found a new subreddit to subscribe to. What? What is that? Our kids meal. Ooh, <laughs> wow, that uh, that sounds pretty good. That sounds very helpful. Just documenting all the different kids meal stuff that's coming out. Sweet. Uh, so, for example, Subway's kids meal for June. Is cars themed somehow, and is also just a fucking Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Good job, good job, Subway. It's a, is it a cars themed Fitbit? Uh, uh, yeah. There's <laughs> apparently a Lightning McQueen on the side. Okay, okay, that's the thing. I'll, I'll have to be prepared for my nephews to have those. Uh, but yes, we will be unfortunately viewing that this week and we will be, uh, discussing it, uh, next week for our Patreon people. You can go to patreon.com slash icon underground. Uh, currently, uh, as we are working on rallying support, uh, for our Patreon stuff, uh, it is available to all dollar and up, uh, patrons. Uh, but yeah, you can get a hold of that next week. Uh, other news, which is actually also movie news, uh, is the, the Bumblebee movie, uh, has been confirmed to be set in 1985. Uh, there's Iron Giant stuff being thrown around, like, good luck, enjoy that. Uh, I've, I've heard people being optimistic about the Bumblebee movie. I don't. Unless he's fighting a giant space bat, I don't care. Because that's the part of Iron Giant I wanted in the movie that wasn't. The rest of the movie was good. Space bat. But, uh... I'm confused why they'd choose the first full-on Simpsons spinoff to be Bumblebee Man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... I mean, I... I suppose as far as that one goes and as far as the current one goes, uh, I I really hope that these things start like being written by people and having plots. I'm feeling vaguely optimistic that The Last Night might actually have some sort of script that they were shooting from well, and yeah, not just the... be like random plot association. Like, yeah, well, it maybe it's multiple scripts stuck together, like a lot of blockbusters seem to be these days. I was going to say, like, a lot of the other Transformers movies. Well, that too. Uh, but yeah, so people are optimistic about the Bumblebee movie. I'll have to see how this one goes. I'll have to see what kind of creative people are attached to it. Uh, see if, you know, they they have writers. <laughs> they have prepared and script for the movie. Mm. Uh, 
so that's yeah, that's a thing. Uh, otherwise, uh, there's talk about Trypticon showing up. Uh, I guess not actually in stores yet, uh, but people have been people who can take pictures of things uh, have had pictures to take. Uh, apparently, he comes with his legs detached. Uh, <laughs> oh, a, yeah, so uh, squeeze a, him in a box. Yes, a store that I'm guessing is probably primarily in Southeast uh, called Ollie's. Uh, they got in Fortress Maximus for $40. Uh, as of this recording, they are almost certainly all sold out. Uh, so <laughs> good job. Good job, us. Uh, getting that news out there. But that is sort of interesting. Uh, I'm not familiar with this store at all, uh, but some of my friends are near it uh, and have talked about them being heavily scalped. So maybe if you're lucky, give it till the end of the year and you can get a $60 Fort Max when these people mm-hmm. decide they're tired of sitting on these $40 Fort Maxes. <laughs> I get the impression that Ollie's is a place located on a big lot that you might visit on Tuesday mornings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of place. That kind of place. Uh, so, yeah, exciting for people who are uh, looking for, who I guess who want Fort Max but don't want to pay $40, or don't want to pay like $150 for him. Yeah. No. Uh, who didn't get him for Christmas like some of us. Uh, so yeah, uh, so we can go ahead and move on to our reviews for the week. Uh, anybody get any toys this week? Uh, I just got a Turbo Changer Megatron today. Ooh, how's that? Is that fun? Uh, really <laughs> simple, cheap. Well, basically a, well, not quite a fast action battler, but a quick transformation. Like three steps. And he's got a cute little helmet that flips up. So, uh, I don't know. So, and I just realized accidentally I have a version of Megatron from every movie. Mm-hmm. Not, Good job. Not counting the last one because that was Galvatron, but I have yeah. one I, Jet Megatron, Tank Megatron, cute wearing cloak Megatron, <laughs> and now the new one. Is it like, I forget, is it like a rubbery cloak? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you can take like, it off and put it on other Transformers if it'll fit. Yes! I like I like robot toys with clothes. Uh, uh, I personally have come across uh, Cup and Perceptor and uh, Twin Twist, or Topspin. Not Twin Twist, Topspin. Yeah. Uh, and that whole wave at my target. So if my target has them, yours probably does too. Oh, yeah. Topspin uh, top is... Top spin is Amazingly good for what he is. He sh- he's a jump starter. Why is he so good of a toy? Yeah, I've heard really good things about him. Uh, I I was very tempted, but sadly, right now all of my income is going towards moving boxes. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, I might have to pick him up at some point because I love the jump starters. I, well, okay, I love the wreckers, and I love the jump starters are wreckers, and I love stuff as I have mentioned with Transformer siblings. Uh, so yeah, they are they are up my alley. Uh, so yeah, other than that, uh, we have uh, I suppose we can get uh, what was it salvation out of the way. Uh, okay. uh, David's the only one who really properly read this, and I assume it was a hate read. 
Yes. Well, um, because last week I went and picked up my comics on Wednesday like usual. And mm-hmm. in my box was the issue of Optimus Prime we're going to get to and Transformers Salvation. And I stared at it for a couple seconds before I actually paid for it and didn't, like, toss it back from my whole <laughs> box. For some reason. Because I figured, oh, I, I'll, I'll hate read it. And apparently it's, like, the third or fourth in a series mm-hmm. or something that I haven't read. So there's data missing and... and Ah, uh, it's drawn by Livia Raymondelli. Uh, written by I John guess. Barber, and and the writing is kind of good, although every once in a while he throws out these ridiculous words, like antediluvian. I've heard before that works, but atavistic monster to describe Trypticon is just. I think uh-huh. he was using a word a day calendar while writing this. <laughs> I mean, I, I apologize because I have an, you know, excessive vocabulary, but I can definitely see how, you know, you gotta do, put, put, explain things in a way people understand them. Yeah, it's like, uh, atavistic is, it's like, there was another word in here that, that, like, confused me more. Atavistic is a word I know I've heard, I just can't remember mm-hmm. what the hell it means because it comes up so rarely. And, and this, uh, the issue takes place out of sequence, so it's jumping around timelines. What? No. Unlike, like Optimus Prime has been doing that, but it's been jumping between two. This is jumping uh-huh. between like three or four or five different points in the same day. And mm-hmm. one, one page flashback of Trypticon t- telling how he was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also there's narration from like three or four different people. <laughs> different colored boxes, but it, it doesn't help. It's just Trypticon narrates some and Sandstorm. Sandstorm's back and narrates some and uh, one of the Dinobots. And there's another Dinobot called Strafe, who's a new character, a Camion, I think, who bludgeoned, transformed, and she splits, her face splits in half and she gets like two dinosaur face heads in alt mode. It's weird. What? But, I know, but it's Strafe so is a Technobot. <laughs> and that sounds well, like I, it's I, trying to... I'm assuming it's a play on when they had to name Swoop for the movie with two heads, Strafe. Yeah. So it's it's a character conflating both of them, which kind of amusing, but in Raymond Deli's art is hard to follow. And it, and it took well, me like a third of the book before I figured, oh, she's supposed to be female? Maybe? To be fair, at the People doing the packaging art for that toy also got confused there. I know. I have that box. I love that one. There's <laughs> a picture of G1 Strafe and Swoop. As Swoop is. But, uh, I, again, like pretty much any time I read Olivia Raymondelli book, I wish it wasn't him drawing. It, it would be at least slightly better if anyone else who draws at IDW for Transformers was drawing this. Anyone... Mm-hmm. Bueller. Uh, yeah. Although this, it kind of fits more his horror, creepy, flatness style than previous, like even Dark Universe, which annoyed the hell out of me. This is Bludgeon resurrecting Trypticon to try and attack uh, Iacon, and the Dinobots are stopping him, and Sandstorm kills uh, Slag, Slug, to, which one is it? What is he called now? The Triceratops. Yes, yeah, slug. Yeah, it's it's like punching. <laughs> like punch. 
there are moments in this comic I actually like, but again, it's pretty much all just the writing. Uh, where was... There's actually some really good lines in here. Oh, uh, the best one probably is Starscream talking as Triptychon flies away. Well, I guess the old saying is true. You never know when a giant space dragon is going to steal all the children. <laughs> it's true. It, I mean, you that know, line alone almost makes this comic worth the price of seven ninety nine on the cover. What? It's an extra big... Is it at least like prestige bound? It, yeah, it, it's prestige. It's like triple size, maybe or two and a half size. I guess it's longer than usual. Fifty pages in the PDF, but that's with all the craft at the ends too. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, just why Raymond Dilly? Why? Why did they? He must be fast and friendly. He, he must be like a Rob Liefeld, a nice guy to hang out because his art I, doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. so flat, and yet it doesn't work for Transformers because they usually have volume and body and emotion. And yeah. All he does is it, menace and horror. I think it can work for certain pinup styles, but yeah, it's storytelling. It's not great. Yeah, it's it's hard to like. Who the hell is in this panel? Like, there's a panel near the end where it took me. I had to stare at it for a minute to figure out who the hell it was laying on the ground. As Triptychon mm-hmm. is talking, it's a purple transformer, like looking up, but it's a ro- normal head. Person head, not a Triptychon head. And I re- realized like a minute later, oh, it's Devastator who was thrown down after being chewed on by Triptychon earlier. And he's not actually <laughs> purple. The lighting is just all purple. Uh, see, I'd almost go so far as to say if they let someone competent color him, he could almost be sort of Jeff Senior-ish. But... Oh, yeah, but because but, he does the coloring, it's all presumably computer work. It's like and that's his shtick. If someone else went in and color corrected his work, give it give it to Josh Burcham. Yes, I like Josh. Josh is really good. He, of course, Josh can also sort of mutate his coloring style to pretty much anything that's needed these days. What with yeah. coloring Kazama, he was the one coloring Kazama, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's just Raymond Ellie is just his palette is bad. Yeah. His character designs are kind of bad, too, but they could work if someone else was coloring them. Yeah. It seems like the prototype for what they were doing with box art for a while. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like um the second movie line. Like, uh, it was just flat frontal faces. It did look a lot like that. But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I... No. no. Did not enjoy... Aw. Well, I I suppose another relevant question would be, can you hop onto this one if you didn't read the previous ones? Presumably, yes, since I did. (laughs) It made just enough sense, but, like, the first ten pages are confusing as hell, because it starts in the middle of the story, Triptychon's just out rampaging. Mm -hmm. And I I was thinking, oh, he must have broke out in whatever the last one was. No, he breaks out. Bludgeon gets him up in this one, and they stole some, uh, th- there's a new, oh, what the hell they call him, uh, hotspot of sparks on Cybertron. Mm-hmm. And they 
take a bunch of those sparks, and at the end, Trypticon flies into space with some remaining Dinobots and the sparks. Is this a current story or a backstory? I don't know. I would guess it happened a while ago, but it happened okay. after the Titans attacked, but not current. I don't know. There's okay, nothing so that pins it down to exactly when. It's just after other Titans attacked, Beast Titan Trypticon attacks. Okay, because I mean, it's so, kind of important to know if currently there's a hot spot going. Apparently, well, I, I'm unclear. How much of this is deck shuffling for the event coming up later this year? Oh. Probably a lot. I'm I'm unclear even if like Trypticon took all the sparks. Or just some of them? It's vague. I mean, cause... I did read it. All the children. All the children. <laughs> Starscream does say all the children, so I have to assume that, but in any of the shots they show of the field, like, there's still some glowy bits there. And, like, it miss, it's missing the scene whenever the hell they pick up the sparks themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it just happened. Off panel, like so many things in this issue. Uh. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's some things. Uh, so, in in more uh, in more readable comics, uh, we had Optimus Prime number eight this week. Uh, we uh, have art by Casey Collar this time. Uh, colors by John Paul Bove. Uh, we have some various special covers. Uh, man, now I'm just like. Still thinking, does that like this this Barber Raymondelli thing? Does that like outsell Till All R One, or does it get to keep going because it's John Barber? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they're just occasional one shots, that's a big difference from the production values of monthlies. Yeah. Anyway, Optimus Prime number eight. Jazz learns what cable news is. <laughs> <laughs> I totally saw this guy and was like, oh my god, is that Hector Ramirez? And then it was Hector Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy on the first page. Yay! Yay! We've seen him before, uh, haven't we? But this is a... I think it's only been like one or two panels, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like, in the background. You know, like, not... Story-wise in the background, not necessarily art-wise in the background. Uh, yes. Uh, so, for those unfamiliar, Hector Ramirez is a character who showed up in several different Sunbow cartoons in the 80s. Uh, he was a Geraldo Rivera nod. Uh, and, yeah, he's he's one of the things that you can say, like, links all of the, the Hasbro stuff from back then. So yeah, here he is. He is uh, setting up the big interview with Jazz. I don't know. I'd almost say that this isn't even like what American cable news is because they actually like ask him difficult things and aren't just pandering. Uh, but but that is a uh, that is a long criticism to to deal with. So yeah, it's I I like that his interview has. You know, some some backstory on Cybertronian pre-war culture stuff, you know, even if it's fairly 
basic stuff. Uh, I really liked the news magazine format they switched to for the uh, interview pages. Yes, yeah. that was that was really cute. Though I'm, I mean, I suppose there is no actual print equivalent because I was going to say, but where would they get images of free war Cybertron to run? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, that's just how they're representing it. Uh, and and I also like the thing about him, you know, choosing his naming himself after a particular kind of music on Cybertron, and the closest Earth equivalent is jazz. So that's what he calls himself. Uh, and uh, also in the the flashback story, in the in the uh, the B story, uh, <laughs> Nosecone's just trolling Jetfire. Uh, Nosecone's a little jerk. Because he's a jerk. Why is he being such... I mean, I know he's being a jerk because he's being a functionist asshole, but he's being a jerk. This smug look at the end when Jetfire storms out. But yeah, and you get some more stuff with with Slide, who can't transform anymore now that Euler is gone. I really... I mean, no surprise, but I really appreciate that that little, you know, character arc going on. Yeah, although I, I'm bothered in every panel at how big he is. Like, Euler's yeah. drawn almost as big as Pyromagna, and he's one of the little dudes. He should be bittier, like. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be like one the, of the, little the dudes. two, the two ones that are on the, the council are like itty bitty guys. Tiny. Yeah. Euler is so- the same size as everybody else. Though so I also like, uh, Bump. Riding off on Roulette's uh, <laughs> roof. <laughs> holding on there and Gimlet's just holding on to Midnight Express. That's cute. Uh, but yeah, and and there's more Junkions and blah, blah, blah. I mean, no need to go through the entire thing. But this does, interestingly enough, this does lead into the story that we got back in the annual with Optimus and Pyromagna talking Oh yeah, when I got there, and then it's like, jumping oh, sh- into a portal with the to be continued caption. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. It's like when I read it, it's like, oh shoot, now I gotta wait for the annual to come out. And then I read, oh right, that already came out, and we already read it. Never mind. Oops. Time. Uh, though, though I do feel that in in uh, when they stop throwing softballs at Jazz in the interview. And you get to, so the government of of America was oppressing the people and you intervened. And I'm just thinking, yes, yes, he did. Yes. But that's, that, that goes deep, man. I don't know if, if they're wanting to go quite that deep here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, uh, the interview goes south right about the same time he gets a warning message telling him to run. And it turns out G.I. Joe is is coming to, I guess, arrest him? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, but yes, they come down. I, I would like to say I have not been paying a lot of attention to the G.I. Joe stuff, but I really do appreciate that they have this swole black lady on the team now. <laughs> just yes, with, with a rocket launcher, or multiple rocket launchers. Yes, uh, named Salvo. Uh, so, yeah, they come down, but Jazz has gotten out of there. 
And then they're like, I think it hurt him when he found out what the world's really like. I'm like, oh, I mean, he's been through a lot of shit. I kind of see that more as, like, figuring out that Earth is just as bad as everywhere else. Just as shit. Yep. I, I love that him being tipped off is... He has a burner cell phone from, like... <laughs> 2004. <laughs> and the display only is enough to show three letters at a time. It says Conveniently, run. they show run. I mean, maybe that's a thing that Autobots have. Just little pager things that they can Maybe his ringtone was run DMC. Maybe. Maybe it was. And that just showed. And it's just that scrolling in yet. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and in the the background story is just Jetfire, you know, being... I I do like that... I mean, Jetfire as Skyfire in the cartoon, it was always the thing that he and Starscream were buddies. And so in his first episode, Starscream's like, yeah, come be a Decepticon, it's great. And then he realizes, actually, the Decepticons kind of suck. And then he gets frozen in ice until the Autobots need a ride somewhere, and then they go thaw him out, which is literally what happens. And then they freeze him again and thaw him out again later. (laughs) I mean, at the end of that episode, he's clearly dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then a couple episodes later, they're like, hey, uh, Jetfire, we need a ride. Hey, Skyfire, we need a ride to Mexico. We gotta we gotta check on some Aztec stuff. Yeah. You forgot we can't fly since the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The the part of the show Bible that said not to use you too much because Harmony Gold will get mad also <laughs> says the Autobots can't fly anymore. Uh and given those two things we have decided to unearth you instead. Because screw Harmony Gold. Oh my god. My god. Harmony Gold. That's a bit Jerks. Hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I like that that's kind of playing, you know, this is sort of a, a spin on that, uh, and also just, you know, he's a scientist and also a flyer, and you get the whole functionist conflict, and, and, I do think at this point, you know, we've been like, eh, like, what is, where is this even going? And it is nice to have him as, as very much sort of a representation of the, the actual impact of functionist stuff, of functionist policies. You know, him talking about, oh, I'm not a flyer or a scientist, I'm both, and that's something normal channels won't let me be. And, yeah, I like that we're going in that direction. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I like, you know, of course, no one is going to be Keizama, uh, but I like Casey Kohler's art on this. It's pretty good. Uh, though speaking of Keizama, I really like Sideswipe on the cover of the next issue <laughs> from the preview. <laughs> He's he's looking uh he's looking very Derek Yanniger there. <laughs> he is pissed off in G two and It's great. He just needs a bandolier. So good. And yeah. and yeah, apparently there's gonna be some stuff with Sunstreaker and Bob 
and RC and yeah, that sounds really interesting. But you know, it I mean, Jazz has always been a character I've liked, so it's nice to give him sort of a focus storyline at least. Uh and and get some of the stuff about, you know, how Cybertronian culture was affected by the war and and all of that. Uh, not too deep into it, you know, not, not James Roberts level of super deep, crazy alien stuff, uh, but interesting. So any other big thoughts? Uh, I am intrigued that, uh, IDW is producing a Clue series. <laughs> Wait, what? And Kazama did the cover for that. Wow, that's, uh, that is interesting. I guess the question would be, is it going to be like the movie? It should be. Uh, if only. <laughs> I mean, it can't possibly live up to the movie, but... No. I, I'm interested just to find out whether they're trying or not. <laughs> like, I, is it, it aware it, of that legacy? It does look like it's trying to be serious, so I guess we'll have to wait and, and see. Uh, man, now I'm I'm getting all like, but could it, could that sell as well as Till All Are One? I'm <laughs> man, I'm I'm hurting over that cancellation more than I'm I'm, I'm more butthurt than I realized. Uh, so, but yeah. Oh God, the bloodstain is in the shape of a fidget spinner. Not quite, but almost. And the, the the body is glowing? What? The more I look at this, the more questions I have. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a mystery, so... So, yeah. It wants you to have questions. I guess it does say in, in the preview for or the little, you know one-page ad thing for Salvation that is the Dinobot trilogy that is coming to a conclusion. So, there you go. Mm. That's the last one you have to deal with, David. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Oh, that, that's a lot. In the ad, it says it's four ninety nine. That is not the price on the cover. Uh-oh. That's Liars. not cool. That's not cool. No, it is not. All right. Uh, well, I guess Alex, uh, do you know if we have anything up next week? Uh, check it now. I should have pulled up next both. week will be fun because we will be recording like the day before I pick up my U-Haul. Hey. Oh, I hope Zencaster's working because apparently Malto stopped working while I wasn't paying attention. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Zencaster appears to be working still. Good. Good. All right. Well. We only have one week to wait for Clue. (laughs) Exciting. The My Little Pony prequel comic comes out next week as well. A prequel? Like, a prequel to... (gasps) Does it have BB Twilight Sparkle? I don't know. Oh, My Little Pony the movie prequel. Ah, okay. That has sea ponies. I saw some at Target. It had some sea ponies. I like sea ponies. New sea ponies are much prettier than old sea ponies. 
Lost Light Issue 7 will be gracing us next week as well. <gasps> dun dun dun! So yeah, that is what we'll be hopefully, barring the any unforeseen delays, talking about next week. And also, for fans of independent political cartoons, a Tom Tomorrow 25-year collection hardcover. Ooh. For $125. Oh, is that one of those oversized prestige thingies? Or what are they called? It better be. Yeah, it's a collection. It had better be. Uh, so, that will be it for this week. Uh, assuming we all survive the last night, uh, we, will, we will be back next week to talk about other exciting things. Uh, so, until then, uh, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. Doop-a-doo. doo Who would have ever guessed that the twist was going to be it was the Funky Bunch coming back to destroy the Earth? <laughs> dun dun Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.